0: It's the nerd scope. It's the nerd cycle emergency. Violent villains violate. Vote of Viking virtual vixen vicariously. Oh no, Psych!
1: They <laughs> have yet to be named. <laughs> Quick, summon the nerds.
0: Hello, hello. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to Nerd encyclopedia. Today's episode will be uh, for the letter V. And that's not the Roman numeral, Sam.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. So don't get excited about things. We're not. We don't get to also use things that have five at the beginning. <laughs> not this week, huh? Not this week. So we will not be talking about the Fox sitcom. Oh, so that's a comedy or a drama? drama? Drama, drama. Party of five. Never, <laughs> never really got into that show. That, so that, don't that, know much they're actually about,
1: about it. to reboot that. Amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets rebooted. It's the first thing
0: you do when something's broken, right? Re- yeah, reboot it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, bring, let's bring the '90s back. Didn't that come out in the '90s? Yeah. Let's bring everything from the '90s right back. You
0: know, hopefully, hopefully they don't forget the snap bracelets. That's <laughs> something from the '90s. I hope they don't forget. And they're bringing things back. Right, right. So, I- welcome to Encyclopaedia. I'm Scott. I'm Sam. And this is our podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, we're gonna take you through the alphabet one letter at a time the only civilized way to go through the alphabet yep logically we're not won't be doing an episode that's just mOP <laughs> we go chronologically
1: in the um, in the alphabet so you know I hope you guys are enjoying what you're hearing so far
0: that's right using using a process ripped straight out of elementary school cafeterias <laughs> we will be going alphabetically the same way Uh... So uh, you can get to us uh, on Facebook at NerdCyclopedia. That's probably the best way to get us feedback.
1: All right. And um, we got NerdCyclopedia.com as our website. And we have um, us on Twitter as well, at NerdCyclopedia. And as Scott said on Facebook as well, at NerdCyclopedia.
0: And if you're listening to this, you already know. You can get us on iTunes (laughs) and Stitcher.
1: Yep, soon to be on SoundCloud as well.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. And uh, as always... Uh, we do solicit reviews, and we would like five-star reviews. Uh, of course, uh, you're free to use your agency and give us a lower review than five-stars. But if you do, <laughs> just know, I will be giving you the business personally. The business! <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So today we got V. And before we start, since we don't have a sponsor, <laughs> as always, uh, I will be doing a uh, an ad just to showcase what it is that uh, we can give you. When it comes to an ad. And today we'll be doing universal remote controls. Ooh. Hey Sam. What's up? Have you ever wanted to control the power on like six different things in your house all at once? Hell yeah. Did you also only have four dollars? Uh, Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You can go to stores. Many leading retailers. Ooh. Stores that begin with letters like D <coughs> and end with Aller. Oh wow. And you can get yourself a universal remote control. Mm-hmm. And that universal remote control can be used to control your television. Ooh. Your VCR. Wow.
1: VCR.
0: That, that thing that rewinds the tapes that isn't the VCR because you're too lazy to wait for the VCR. And also the Mr. VCR that lets you set recordings on your VCR so you can record things. This universal remote can control everything in your living room. Wow. Because that's the list of things in your living room. <laughs> a VCR. That's right. VCR and everything, all your VCR accessories. So, if you've ever wanted to watch something with lines running through it where the picture gets all mumbled and sometimes your audio gets weird, <laughs> but you also have one of those old timey tube TVs, get yourself a universal remote. You won't regret it unless you regret not getting a better TV. All right. Awesome. Awesome ad there, buddy.
1: Thanks. I'm doing my best. actually that. Excellent, excellent. Now, great segue too. If you're a technology nerd <laughs> and you like, you know, just old-school technology, I think that was a great way to start off the V segment with VCR.
0: That's right. <laughs> VCR, kids. <laughs> so, you, uh, you
1: you millennials, you know, if, <laughs> <laughs> you if you thought going back to the old iPods with the um the circle, you know, in the middle and everything was just, you know, just old um, just <laughs> <laughs> just go back into your mom and pop's basement.
0: <laughs> and, That's right
1: and find that old big machine that you put a big <laughs> round tape thing into it that was a VCR. That's what we Are used to a, record you? things before DVRs.
0: That's right. You could record shows and play them back later. You could pick between grainy, really grainy, and what was the point of recording this? The three (laughs) recording options on the VCR. Uh, (laughs) But you can get six hours out of out of what was the point of recording this? So that's how you'd record like football games and stuff. Yeah, the original Uh, pause and rewind. All (laughs) right, replay, replay. Oh man. Yeah, so v- VCRs play VHS tapes, which I know can also be confusing for the other <laughs> listeners. VHS. Uh, it's a different different acronym. Also starts with V. Mm-hmm. V does stand for video in both of these, by the way. Uh-huh. uh And this is the lower quality tape that beat the Betamax tape, which is uh, why VCRs became ubiquitous. Betamax? The- Ooh, man. Yeah. And then everyone had a VCR, and you could go and, like, get those, uh... I think we've talked about it. We were talking about Titanic. We were talking about those, uh... How there was like the, the <laughs> sham movie behind in front of the real movie, you know, a blockbuster and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, v, v, VCRs, right? <laughs> they're uh, they're just like all the stuff that we have now, but much much worse. And uh, you had to buy the video cassettes for it.
1: Hey, you've seen them on Stranger Things, so <laughs> <laughs> they were really useful back in the eighties. <laughs>
0: they really were VCRs.
1: Man. All right. Okay. All right, so let's get into um what we're really going to so, get into. Um,
0: now, V, obviously, uh, it's going to stand... The first thing we're going to talk about is villains. Yes. And uh, villains, you know, as a broad concept, maybe a little bit more specific. The first thing I think about, uh, obviously, when I think about villains is, uh-huh. um, you know, obviously, the, the ne'er-do-wells that really make the action of the movie possible. You know, they capture the initiative from the hero right away. Right in most cases, uh, and they're the ones that are driving the action of the film. Right. Uh, so they have a lot of agency, which is why, in my opinion, people like villains a lot. <laughs> they think okay. they're really nifty. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> some, some of, obviously, Batman has a great rogues gallery, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the flesh. What are some of your favorite villains?
1: Oh, Joker, you know, Green Goblin, oh. you know, Ooh. classics, um, Lex Luthor, you know. Um, yes. <laughs> Those are some really good villains.
0: My favorite villain, um my favorite villain probably in comic books of all time is also the Joker. I think the Joker is just so uniquely set up to be, you know, a uh, a foil uh mm-hmm. for uh you know, for uh oh man, for Batman. Yeah, but for I one really of the best like, superheroes. But my fa- my maybe my favorite and most like my favorite villain, because he's complicated, is Magneto. Okay. And something we're going to learn next week, if you tune in <sighs> next week, uh, for the New Encyclopedia that starts with, uh, for X, Ah. <laughs> you're going to learn that I like the X-Men a great deal. All right, but that's a teaser. Uh, so we will get yes. to that. Well, that's in a couple weeks, anyway. Right. So, well, we'll be talking about Wolverine next week, too. All right. So, spoiler alert again. If you didn't think that was coming, at it is. Teaser. But... But the X Men fight Magneto a lot. Yeah, and Magneto uh, is the master of magnetism. Mm -hmm. Uh, He can control metal Mm -hmm. by controlling magnetic fields. He's super powerful. Right. Uh, His power has been, you know, said to be as uh, he's as powerful with this as uh, Professor X is with, you know, telepathy and whatever. Right. So a super super duper powerful uh, mutant. Um, And what's neat about Magneto is that. He, is like a, he has like a militant response to humanity's rejections of the mutants. And whereas Professor uh, X is, you know, all about peace and reconciliation, Magneto is about violence and retribution. Right. And part of that is because in his original conception, and X-Men was created in the 60s, so I want, you got to consider the time frame there a little bit. Right. But in his original conception, he was a survivor of the Holocaust. So he had already gone through that sort of persecution and he'd already seen where humanity could go. Right. So in a lot of cases, Magneto's militancy is not hard to understand. No, I mean, you it's, know what in, I mean?
1: in fact, it's quite simple. I mean, he saw where humanity was going to go and really didn't like that route. And he considered his race, you know, uh, uh, mutants as like, you know, superior to where, you know, he, the, the, the frailties and the fallity, you know, um, fallacies of like humans were or where they were going and everything with you know their wars and everything so um and them being all you know perse- you know persecuting and stuff, so yeah, I mean it wasn't really you know hard for us to really understand where he was coming from, but us being <laughs> humans <laughs> it really um, knocked up against what he you know what he really wanted for his race
0: That's true. But that's because he didn't... He, he, so that's, that's the type of the complexity, right? That I, I think people really like when they, when they talk about villains, right. you know? There are villains like Doomsday in the DC Universe, uh-huh. who is just a genetically engineered killing machine that must be stopped because the, all he does is destroy. You must die. Yep. Bottom line, you can't let him go. <laughs> right? Because no, there's no, well, at least he did this, right? Uh, well, some, it's, some it's, it's, are,
1: it's nothing like, okay, well, I completely understand why he did that.
0: Like okay, I can understand why he's upset. Like, right, like something. <laughs> you know, it's like, like okay, I get it. Uh, but you know, uh, so so that's 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 one of my favorite comic book villains, and, and he's considered to be one of the greats for that reason. Right. So that that sort of complexity is nice. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, even if you turn to to movies and you talk about, you know, uh, some of the real real uh, <laughs> some of the real iconic movie villains, like a Hannibal Lecter, um, like Hannibal Lecter, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, ooh, <wow>. ooh. <laughs> you know yeah he just you just uh, played games with clary's you know
0: i know right it, and and the thing about about anthony hopkins about about him taking that that role you know is he played like he played that the younger hannibal lecter and um in that movie the red dragon yeah good i always i think that's weird when that happens when they play someone much younger you know, yeah like yeah That
1: was actually one of um brett rat brett ratner's best movies
0: <laughs> it really was do you see, do you see then they become this do you see uh, that's that movie right uh-huh. the...
1: yeah,
0: okay right so collector <laughs> so, um also, Mr. Potter from it's a Wonderful life ah okay is is one of those villains that it's not easy to root for uh because he essentially ruins George Bailey out of spite mm-hmm. because George Bailey's too happy about 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 the. Uh, well, about to, what the heck is that town's name, man? I can't remember the town's name. <laughs> okay. Aw, oh, man, something Falls. Ah, crap. Well, that's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop I'm just gonna <laughs> cut right. I, I,
1: I didn't it. see it, so I I don't. I don't. You never seen it's a Wonderful Life? Nope. It was. It so, was too. It was too um happy for me. <laughs>
0: too happy. Well, you just watched the first part of
1: it. Oh, just watch the first part and not the next, the, yeah. the last part. Okay.
0: Yeah, I do the part where George is like, you know. George is ruined by Mr. Potter who uh-huh. he's supposed to make this big deposit at Mr. Potter's bank. Okay. And his uncle who's like getting in who's getting like um, uh, like Alzheimer's or something, has a bad memory. Okay. He like drops all the money for the deposit, and Mr. Potter picks it up and just like pockets it. Mhm. So <laughs> so George Bailey's very 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 mad okay. about about that as you might imagine. Uh, but he doesn't know what happened. So uh, Mr. Potter could have easily just stopped the problem by saying, "Oh, yeah, I had the money," you uh-huh. know, that's it uh, but uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't do that uh, kind of knocks him down oh, okay. so George says hey I'm gonna be you know I wish I was never born and then his angel shows up and says oh well if you were never born things would have been terrible and here's how you know right so so uh, that's what happens and he comes back and he says so he tells mr. Potter he doesn't know anything because he doesn't value people and Mr. Potter stinks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's a. Uh, that's it. That's that's the, That's its wonderful life. So so now Sam's on the same page as us. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm finally little...
1: back here. Oh, we, we have another classic Hitchcock um villain um, uh from Psycho. Yes, Norman Bates, the <laughs> oh, legendary Norman. one. You know,
0: Norman Bates.
1: Yeah, you ever seen that um that um I know you've seen Psycho. So you're you know yeah. the history of him. but you ever seen that mm-hmm. um the show Bates Motel? I
0: like I like started watching it, I, or maybe I like saw the stuff for it. The the guy that played Norman Bates looked like he did a good job, but I just never I don't know I haven't seen him. Yet.
1: Yeah, he played he, uh, his his name is Freddie Highmore. He sort of played Norman Bates as more or less like a um you know a, a person that had mental illness. You know, mm-hmm. used to talk to his um you know had um visions of his mom while she was still alive but you know he had the two sides of his you know personality and everything and i, I really like the way he played him because on one at one hand particularly on that show he was a good he was a good person but he just had you know these mental issues and you know you ended mm-hmm. up going to like you know a psychiatric uh, ward and everything um and eventually he started doing this killing and you know the, um the you know this evil stuff and they actually played out the scene the the shower scene from you know from that show actually had Rihanna as the um what was the um girl's name <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> she she was the um, I I can't hashtag hate Sam because I can't I can't remember her name from. We the both movie. did one of those today, man. You are off the hooks. <laughs> right. I just
0: totally spaced on the stupid name of that town in New York. Uh-huh. I know it's Potterville when he comes back to it uh-huh. because he wasn't there to stop Mister Potter from taking over. Uh huh. Yeah. But I can't remember the name of the town. They're, they're,
1: going, they're going to email say you should be better prepared for these podcasts. But <laughs> <laughs> this was a tangent, boys. Uh, like, this was
0: a tangent, guys. I, I did not have to prep for <laughs> the tangent.
1: But remember, this is our podcast. We could do whatever we want, you know. If we
0: want to make it terrible, we're going to do that. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing you can do about it.
1: But anyway, um, Freddie Highmore played, you know, he played um, – um, Norman Bates really good on that show So um, shout outs to You know Bates Motel for um, And the mom oh yeah the mom She was she was really the ultimate Villain on that show because she was Always a bad influence on Norman Bates So if you really mm-hmm. want to talk about um, You know a villain Norma Bates which, which is what her name was On that show um, Norma Bates Really um, She really was a villain because she was just a, Such a bad influence on um, Norman Bates and push him to be how he eventually ended up being you know as a, um you know psycho
0: a cross-dressing murderer uh-huh it's hard to say a parent did a great job when their kid is that you know a murderer uh in some cases it's not the parent's fault uh-huh <laughs> but in this case perhaps it was
1: <laughs> very much so this Vaughn <laughs> I thought he did a pretty good job in um in the remake
0: of the movie came well, yeah, out. Yeah, they didn't... They, was it, like, a shot-for-shot shot remake? Yeah, I think it was. Like I think it was. Think exactly. It was. Like, what's... I've been, I'll never understand the point of doing a shot-for-shot shot remake of something.
1: Uh To bring but it just, up... Just, to, just... to bring it into, like, the 21st century or 20th century at that time, you know, when they remade it. Um Because, I mean, the movie was very, you know, really old, you know? Mm. So I guess a shot-for-shot remake was just to just bring it into, like, you know,
0: current times or whatever, but... Um. It's like a Broadway revival. <laughs> like I understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't just play a recording uh-huh. of the Broadway show on the stage. People just say this is a movie, and I didn't pay three hundred dollars to see a movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get why you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, it was. In, it wasn't in black and white because color stock wasn't available. Right. You know. Right. Like that was not the point. But then again, I'm, I'm an anti uh, revisionist. Right. An anti revisionist. Uh, really <laughs> don't like it when. I don't like it when people revise art. Art like. Uh, Without calling it a new thing or making the original available, like like Star Wars for instance, the thing I'm not passionate about at all. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, man, we've gotten um, one one movie villain I want to mention briefly uh-huh. is the HAL Nine Thousand from 2001: A Space Odyssey. Ah, okay. The evil computer mm. that is the evil computer is very unsettling because you know it, it brings to mind like what if my you know toaster had self preservation, right? Right. Like you know what I mean? Oh, I think you're a little dinged-up toaster. And Then the toaster's just like, I think there's toast stuck in me. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 I didn't put any bread in you today. Why don't you see if there's any toast inside me anyway? There's a there's a fork right on the counter. Wow, use the fork. And that's why I won't get a smart fridge, also.
1: And <laughs> that a little bit too much there, you know. The milk's
0: way in the back, way in the back. Reach on in there. Yeah. Don't mi- don't mind the door; it won't close behind you. <laughs> I'm not gonna just throw you into the crisper.
1: Hey, that's how it's slowly heading towards. So, I mean, at some <laughs> point in time, man, your refrigerator will speak to you, you know, and talk back, and will get smart, you know. Man, you're just having conversations with a refrigerator now. Mm. That is where the future is headed, guys. <laughs> except
0: now, except now, you're all kind of crazy. Which is totally
1: crazy. Not just totally crazy, huh? No, no
0: just kind of crazy. Not obviously totally insane. Oh, like, oh, I hear mom's talking to the fridge again. Mm, time to get a home ready. <laughs> now it's like, oh, mom's talking to the fridge again. Mm, must be out of milk. Must be out of milk. <laughs> time to go to the store. And And that's the future we got, We didn't get the flying car future. We we got the future where your mom's just not as crazy if she talks Mm -hmm. to the French. Yep, yep, pretty pretty much. Glad we traded that for this. Great great job, society. All right, right, so, (laughs) of course, I didn't go into flying car tech either when I was uh, in school, so that's partially my fault. Okay, so so those are some of the villains that we like from film and comics. Just a brief overview. But one villain that we wanted to talk about more in depth Mm -hmm. and because of... uh, I guess it's going to be obvious when we say it, right? Like, it's Venom. Right. I want to talk about Venom, uh, a great Spider-Man rogues gallery member. Uh, Venom is, you know, sort of uh, the what if, if Peter Parker had allowed the symbiote to really, like, really twist his will. Right. You know, if he hadn't come back with that bell... Or that construction stuff from the movie, but we'll say the bell, right? The bell thing. Yeah. T- was that to t- Oh no, that's just two things in the same movie, dude. What's wrong with me? Okay. Hey, what's going on it, today? It
1: is what it is. Off, 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 off our game a little bit, you know. But we're we're, we're getting we're going to get right back on it. You know, a a <laughs> little bit of background on Venom. Um, he he sort of came in late as a big big Spider-Man rogue villain, you know, because mm-hmm. um all other classic Spider-Man villains like Green Goblin. Um, Sandman, um, who else? Electro, you know, they were pretty much created like in the in the sixties, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Venom was created back in like um the late eight the late eighties, actually. Um mm-hmm. and the precursor to him was the Spider the black Spider Man suit. You know, for for a right. while there, you know, black um I mean Spider Man was wearing his red and you know, classic red and blue suit, and then he went to um he went to he was inducted into like the secret wars for you know with the beyonder and all these heroes and villains you know went on this um planet battle world and started fighting each other and um spider man came upon a like a uh a, a black suit you know um a black mm-hmm. alien suit and took it back to um took it back to earth and the suit eventually you know um was being his host and everything, and took over him because he didn't. He bonded with with Peter Parker and didn't want to relinquish his bond from Peter Parker. So mm-hmm. um, Peter Parker wanted to reject the suit because uh, Reed Richards, <laughs> Reed Richards, of the Fantastic Four uh, was saying the suit was slowly just taking him over and everything. So Peter mm-hmm. Parker wanted to separate himself from the suit. The suit didn't. Um, the suit was feeling rejected. So at some point in time. Um, the suit bonded with Eddie Brock.
0: You know what they say about a lover's scoring. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing quite like it for, for hate.
1: Yeah, Ed, Ed, Eddie Brock um was a reporter for um the um Daily Bugle and sort of had a rivalry with Peter Parker. And when he bonded with the suit, he was sort of feeling like the same, the same feelings and everything towards Peter Parker as the suit was. So thus gets born um, Venom, <laughs> one of Spider-Man's yeah. greatest villains. Mm-hmm.
0: Cuz he knows everything about Spider-Man. Yes. And he has like all of Spider-Man's powers for the most part, right? Yep. And he's just super super ripped, big guy. Yeah, super spawned. ripped. And then there was like Carnage, right? Which is like another like a spin-off of Venom. Yeah, a spin-off like, of Venom. Like literally like a piece of the Venom suit mm-hmm. spun off into Carnage. And uh, yeah, Venom's sort of like that iconic You know, Venom's a real iconic, like, uh, good-looking villain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got got the look the right way, the tongue thing, all the the spit or
1: whatever. (laughs) Sort of a monstrous Spider-Man, you know? Yes. And um, he's a favorite villain. But the funny thing with the movies is that the director didn't really want to put him into, like, the third Spider-Man. And, um, you know... um, Fans have been clamoring for Venom to be done in the movies for like so long and everything, but mm-hmm. um, the director Sam Raimi didn't want to really put him in the movie because he didn't feel that he was classic enough or as um, prominent, you know, prominent as a villain as um, some of the other classic ones that he wanted to do.
0: So... Yeah, because everyone really thinks about the Sandman when they think right. of Spiderman. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was he, he was shoehorned into the movie by, you know, the executive producers, and thus we got Spider-Man 3 with the dancing Peter
0: Parker. Well, I want to address the dancing Peter Parker for a moment, if I may. In that,
1: in that the dance scene, when I saw it, I was just, like, stunned.
0: Stunned to silence oh, by yeah by that I I knew I knew there was going to be trouble as soon as he went quote <laughs> dark unquote and started just, like doing that comb like a comb over right like oh, he had man. his hair like yeah. kind of parted right and he had that like he was wearing eyeliner or something yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: and he's just like let me tell you something lady <laughs> do you like swing dancing cuz let me tell you i'm tough now i'm a swing dancing man oh
1: man man <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's uh, that's a scene that we just cannot yeah, can I get rid of it? it's actually That's a classic scene. In my mind, man. You know,
0: it really is. Like you just can't you can't get away from the fact that that really happened. that really happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that really that that almost ended the Spider-Man franchise.
0: <laughs> well, that that scene in and of itself, I think, led to at least at least like five more Spider-Man movies. It's just that the people that were responsible for the scene weren't allowed to make them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So all those reboots all those reboots
1: oh man yeah it pretty much ended the whole Sam Raimi um Tommy McGuire and then we got the um we got the reboot with Andrew Garfield which wasn't uh, awful um
0: now you know that there's some dissent in the Nerd Cycle family mm-hmm. over over that so we'll just solicit that if you dissent with that saying although saying that the new the new spider man the middle spider mans mm-hmm. were terrible mm-hmm. please feel free to add us and feel free to hate sam and also hate scott cuz i agree i didn't like those
1: <laughs> but um yeah venom he was a uh, um he is you know one of the um you know probably top 50 spider man villains of all time top oh, maybe for sure. um maybe top 20 i should say you know
0: and for and for me that you know when i was you know co- when i was like reading comics and i was like 10 11 12 like Venom was everywhere. Like right. He was the primary thing. He was the the property that Marvel was really
1: pushing. Right, right.
0: Back in that period, so that's why you would have Venom. Venom original, you know, and then you get Carnage, which is like Venom but red and also like also kind of bubbly, liquidy. I don't really know. Anything yeah, he, about he's he's like a
1: wor- if you can imagine a worse version of Venom. That's what Carnage is.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
1: worse. I mean, Venom was so popular, so much so that Marvel eventually made him into like an antihero you know, yeah. um, and Flash Thompson ended up getting the costume, and you know, I, I think after those incarnations, I, I sort of just, you know, just went, just went, by the it just went for the to the wayside by me, because um, yeah. that wasn't the Venom I was, you know, brought up on, but, you know, in order to keep the, the, the popularity of the character going, um, they made him into an anti-hero, which uh, is sort of like a good guy, you know, just doing, like, Crazier, <laughs> crazier stuff.
0: I do want to point out that that version of Venom would have worked out much better in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy mm-hmm. than the version that we got, <clears throat> which was Topher Grace. Right. Because Flash Thompson, if you'll remember, in the original Spider-Man trilogy was played by Joe Manganiello, yes, yes, who's yes, a much bigger star now. Yes. And now that we know he could have carried, you know, he could have carried the weight of being the villain. I think. Um, even though his best work is really that as a stripper and/or uh, magic, mind. sometime werewolf, <laughs> sometime werewolf, <laughs> sometimes true, true, true Blood, t- t- but two things you can't take away from him. Right. <clears throat> number one, married to Sofia Vergara, mm-hmm. can't take that away from. Him. I guess she could, but we can't. <laughs> one try, right? Uh, and number two, I like him because he's a Steeler fan, uh, and uh, that's a personal bias. So he's from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, he's from like Mount, Mount Lebanon. Okay. To get, to get specific, if you're around Pittsburgh, yeah. you'll know what I mean. It's still Sealer Nation, as they say. I'm waving a terrible towel as we speak. Ugh. Actually, right now. <laughs> Ash. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I wouldn't just wave a terrible towel during nerdcyclopedia. I have too much respect for the institution of Nerdcyclopedia to bring partisan football politics into this. So I won't.
1: But, um, so no
0: more sports. No more sports.
1: But he's also Deathstroke now.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's, a, he's,
1: yeah. he's uh, another villain, you know.
0: I, I, yeah, so so I think that, you know, not that I'm thinking I could have saved Spider-Man 3. Because I just don't know. Once you go into the jazz club, oh. I just don't know if there's any coming out of the jazz club, Sam. So
1: yeah, yeah I, I think that whole um, sequence was villainy in itself, you know, if you want to call it that. <laughs> it reminded me of,
0: like, the, this, there's a Simpsons episode where... Mm-hmm. Or Grandpa Simpson and Mr. Burns try to try to woo Marge's mother, uh-huh. and that's pretty much a scene that's exactly that, except it's Mr. Burns dancing. <laughs> so it's very it's 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 something that's been done. Okay, I think we could have gone a different direction. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> oh, that's better. that's, that's better. That's venom, for you guys, right? <laughs> classic, classic Spider-Man villain.
0: Yes. Now, we agree with Mm that. Like, I agree with that statement. So, I I disagree with Sam Raimi. I think Venom is definitely classic enough. Mm -hmm. So, there you are. There you
1: go. All right. And, all right, so that's our villains. I I did want to touch on um, a classic Batman character. Well, would you want to call it classic? Um, She's been around for a long time, but she's not as prominent as, say, like a... um, like a, a Lois Lane to Superman, you know? Right. But she is, um, you know, very well known in the Batman mythos. She's Vicki Vale, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. She's an on and off um, girlfriend of Bruce Wayne's. Um, she's, yeah, pretty much. she's been depicted in different ways throughout like, you know, Batman history, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, appear back first appeared back in 1948. So she's been around for a long time. But um, I guess at that you know at that time they tried to make her to Batman um, to Batman you know Batman's um, Lois Lane but for whatever reason it never caught on like that <laughs> <laughs> you know you you had the um, the characters with the two you know two first you know letter same letters you know so Vicky Vale that was you know to Batman and everything
0: that alliteration yeah you know,
1: alliteration right.
0: Like, v- Vicki Vale is obviously... She's a reporter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like a photographer. And so she often oftentimes would, would... She was romantically interested in Batman. And from time to time, Bruce Wayne... Because, you know, Bruce Wayne's got the cash. Right. <laughs> <But> Batman's... <laughs> of course. But he's busy all the time. Uh-huh. And he sleeps too much. Mm-hmm. You know, Every night, he just goes to bed at like 6. Wakes up the next morning at, at 3. Uh, Bruce has got a weird schedule. Right. Everyone knows that about right. Bruce. He sleeps all the time. Um, but Vicki would oftentimes say, You know, Batman and Bruce Wayne look very similar. And then Batman would have to think of a way to trick her into thinking that he was not Bruce Wayne. Right. Now, on the TV show, this would usually involve Alfred in a bat suit, which I never. <laughs> like, how could you defuse <laughs> those do... guys? Right. <laughs> Even Adam Weston, the dude that played Alfred, it's like, that guy's got a mustache. Like, Batman doesn't have a mustache, right? Right, right, right. Okay, but people are silly. So, <laughs> so she's a redhead forever, and then, and then in the film, she's blonde. She's played by Kim Basinger. Right. And that's probably the main reason people think about Vicky Vale at all. Is because she was actually the uh, the female uh, love interest in the original Batman movie. Right, to Tim Burton Where Bird she movies. was accosted, yes, where she was accosted by uh, both Batman and the Joker, uh-huh. and at one point at the same time. Ooh, that was really. And, and the Joker didn't even know it. Right,
1: exactly. So I mean, that's where she sort of like came to the forefront. But you know, she really hasn't been used since as a character in the movies. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, Bat- Batman is this type of character where you really don't have a, 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 a ongoing love interest like a Superman would Lois Lane and everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of the, just the nature of Batman. He's, you know, he's out in the night. Like you say, he's out in the night all the time and everything. <laughs> Vicky Vale would literally have to be up. <laughs> <laughs> chasing down Batman you know at like three in the morning and everything no that's that's just not how it works whereas Superman he's a day type of character so you got a lot more (laughs) you know um um stuff in the daily plan regarding him I mean you know Gotham City I mean Batman is a a, a night you know unknown urban legend and everything he's not going to be reporting in the paper constantly you know (laughs) so it sort of made Vicky Vale's situation a little bit obsolete you know Right. Um, mm-hmm. So Batman um, more or less has his Catwoman. You know they sort of put Catwoman and um, you know it's his um, love interest and everything, Selena Kyle. And then yeah, because got- she is awake at night. <laughs> she yes, yeah, she definitely is. She
0: doesn't have to mess up her whole sleep schedule.
1: Not at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vicki Vale didn't fit Batman's sleep schedule. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Vicky, we're living. We're just living separate lives. You are a photographer. I, I am vengeance. I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we should see other people.
1: That was good. That was good. <laughs> I keep telling you these aren't hockey pants. I think the Batman people relate to the most is the Christian Bell <laughs> hockey pants <back> <laughs> when they do the Batman voice. It always will be Christian Bell. Not, not um. It uses not the Tim Burton uh, Michael Keaton Batman. It will be Batman um, Christian Bale one. That's that's funny. Well,
0: the Christian Bale Batman does like does the thing where he's like a little kid and he keeps going like, but these hard hockey pads. Like, come on, just talk normal. Like, we get it. <laughs> Like we know you're putting on a voice, right? Like the like this is one thing where the newer Batman uh-huh. has it over the Christian Bale Batman. Because mm. the newer Batman has the modulator; he sounds weird because he wants
1: to sound weird. Hey, speaking of weird sounding characters, I think uh, another care, under, very underrated villain in the um, Batman mm-hmm. movie that hasn't really gotten enough props is the um, the Tom Hardy Bane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just just the way his voice sounds, you know, throughout that whole movie, just makes uh, him uh, a instant classic. Batman. I'm muffled but possibly Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna pay for that brochade. That's what he sounds
0: like. (laughs) It's gonna hurt you a lot when I throw you out of the plane. Yeah, it's gonna be painful for you. (laughs) That's what he says. I said it's gonna be painful for you. I can't hear you. The window's open. I'm wondering why you shot him, then threw him out of the plane.
1: (laughs) That is pretty much
0: how he sounds. Yep. And then they went back and like so apparently it was much more muffled and then they went back and changed it so now so then it was like you're out of the plane. It's like right in there. So you can hear Yeah, so everywhere like real loud. It's it's
1: amazing Chris Nolan actually wanted him to people not to really understand him. You know, they the <laughs> Warner Brothers literally had to tell him, No. <laughs> you have to go back and make this villain understandable. It's cute the way you put the effects on, but people will not understand him his his um voice and everything if you keep it like that. So
0: just imagine if he did that but just like let him like let him do the Bond villain thing. Uh-huh. And then they are gonna kinda Gotham City and we're gonna completely take the whole <laughs> thing over, Bruce, and, you will... and, and then Bruce is, the Batman's just like I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I can't let that happen. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they, they were going to use like subtitles for them too, I think.
0: yeah That was just, yep. you know. Maybe they should
1: have. Probably. <laughs> probably <laughs> Maybe. You know. Oh, well. Tangent, tangent, <laughs> tangent. Um yes. You have to see this show called Dark, man. It's on Netflix. Mm. Um and this is this is really a tangent, guys. So I do apologize, but I recently bench watched that you know um, series. I, I went, I saw the first episode. It's a German series, um, okay, <clears throat> but it's an original Netflix series, and um, it has English, you know, English, you know, dubs and everything. But I, if it, to really get the effects of it, you have to watch it. In German with the subtitles to really to if you if you if you like shows and movies with subtitles this is really good.
0: Each um, have a kind of subtitling Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything or w- w- what it's about, but just put it on you guys' radar. Dark, really good Netflix series. Anyway, okay. back to what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> so we were talking about Vicky huh. and we were talking about a veil, right? Mm-hmm. And a veil can mean multiple things. Yep. And, oh, wait a second. Do you hear that? Do you hear it? Yes! Oh! That's the Game of Thrones alarm. That means something starts with a V in Game of Thrones. Uh Can you think of what it is? Uh (laughs) Can you think of what it is? All right, I'm going to snooze that alarm. So...
1: (laughs) That was a good effect, by the way.
0: Was it good? Yes, it was. (laughs) All right. We do things. Uh, we do analog effects here at Nerd Encyclopedia. Uh-huh. Nothing, nothing, none of that digital trickery that you might <laughs> you might expect from a podcast. Um, so, <clears throat> so the Vale of Arryn uh-huh. uh, this is a ne- neat segue. Now, the Vale of Arryn, which is often just the Vale, mm-hmm. that's what they talk about. Yeah. It's one of those Seven Kingdoms that the Targaryens just rolled over with dragons. Um, that has something it to do is...
1: with the Vale too, right?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. they're from there. Right and the Vale is sort of like this Nearly unconquerable place Because it's all mountainous And it's where the Erie is Which is where they kick that Well I'm going to spoil Game of Thrones here guys Because i to <laughs> talk about stuff that happened in the Vale So sorry about this So hopefully if you, you've if, seen at least If first... you
1: haven't watched Game of Thrones Stop the podcast now
0: Oh my goodness yes thank you for Stop the podcast now is brought to you uh, By VCRs <laughs> VCRs they're things you can get at garage sales
1: and possibly take Game of Thrones with if you haven't watched <laughs> Game of Thrones yet, people. Come on, now. I mean, this is Nerdcyclopedia.
0: You've got at least an HBO Go password, right? Like you <laughs> can at least watch it. Oh,
1: man. We, we <laughs> should do a whole A, a through um, A <coughs> through Z on, Ner, uh, on Game of Thrones. You know, we could, we well, could I tell probably you what, do let's
0: that. Let's start. We can just start now. <laughs> we'll just start throwing a Game of Thrones thing. There you go. We'll have the Game of Thrones alarm that I'll set to go off a yeah. certain number of minutes. In the podcast. Sounds when good does, to we're me. Going to segue right to Game of Thrones and away from whatever we were doing before <laughs> that. Whatever that was.
1: All right. All right. So, Knights of the Veil.
0: Vale. Knights of the Veil. Vale. So, the Knights of the Veil, vale, they're sort of like, uh, they're heavily armored knights. And the Veil is sort of directly east of the neck. Uh huh. And it is where the fingers are. The fingers are where Littlefinger is from. Right. And House Baelish is there. And if you think of Westeros as like a, a dude, like a profile, <laughs> uh, that's kind of how they think of it, I guess. So, so this is like a, a mountainous terrain. This is also where the, um, the hill people are from the Vale as well, Uh huh. and um, that is where Tyrion got his muscle for a lot of the stuff he pulled in Season 2. Okay. And um, that's what I got about the Vale. It's also got the Moon Door, oh, the and the Eerie is only occupiable... The Erie, which is the main fortress and headquarters of the Eren clan who rule the Vale, is only really usable in the summer. Okay. And the winter, it's too cold and impassable to get up there, so it's just it's unusable. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So that is the Vale of Aaron. All right. They also did other plot-related things recently on the show. Mm-hmm. That again, I recommend you go and watch. Sponsored by VCRs.
1: So. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. <laughs> so I think it's time for Nerdcyclopedia theater, and people get excited about Nerdcyclopedia theater.
1: We need a we uh, need a theme for that.
0: We do, and that's something that I'm going to leave you crazy minute for. All right, because I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> well, I'm not the I, I, I like genius. the way you came in with the um the
1: the um the Game of Thrones thing. So whenever you mention Nerd, you like Nerdcyclopedia that? we need to have some sort of theme come up with that too. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: have to do it. So, uh, so today on Nerd Cyclopedia, we're going to be talking about a, a product, uh, a, something that begins with V, and that's the vice president. Okay. Okay. Now, Sam, today we're going to switch it up. You're going to play the vice president. All right. Okay. And I am going to be the vice president's son, Okay. who is 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 not satisfied with you being the vice president. Okay. Okay, but something's going to happen. Uh huh. After After we start, okay. Well, we'll start. Hey, Dad. I know you're the vice president now. Hey, son. How you doing? Hey, I'd be great if you were the actual president, but I have to go to school, and every time I'm at school, everyone's like, yo, what does your dad even do all day? Uh, you live in the Naval Observatory, but you don't look at stars. Okay, Is that what they say? I'm talk- that's what they say. They say your office is completely useless, and it was referred to by everyone from John Adams to Thomas Jefferson as a colossal waste of time. I mean, you're supposed to run the Senate. Do you even know where the Senate is, Dad? Can you g- Could you even get to the Senate? Can you give me each of their names, please? The names of the Senate? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going through that, Dad. We've talked about this. You're the president. You've met them all. Ah. You're the one that should know all their names. Now, hold on a second. Something's going on on my phone here. Okay. You know, Dad, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I think that you'd make a great president. And I think that you're going to be making a great president sometime soon. Okay. Really? So listen, all the stuff I just talked about, how you were weak, and you let the president make fun of Mom... Uh, and you let her call her like ugly and stuff. I didn't mean any of it. Okay. And listen, can I get a job working in the White House? Uh, I don't know, son. But but that's what people do now. Uh, we'll see. And scene. That was Nerdcyclopedia Theater. <laughs> uh, see, I got a Google alert saying that the press president was the president. <laughs> that was the whole plot of that. <laughs> So, and a, that is a segment that maybe we won't get a soundbite for, because perhaps we won't do it again.
1: <laughs> it will be more Neurocyclopedia the Theater, people.
0: So, Okay, there will be a part a part 25 <laughs> to the Encyclopedia Theater. And all these Encyclopedia Theaters take place in the same universe, oh, yeah. by the way. In the same universe? <laughs> so a, yeah, they're, all, they're so, all connected. So they're
1: interconnected, wow. Yep. We've got to have a yep. crossover yep. one day.
0: Well, the computer hacker is the guy who, you know, typed the Google alert that got to the kid a the vice president. Wow that is yep. deep that is deep but you wouldn't know it that's why it's called an easter egg because you gotta find All it Right. alright <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Scott I think we got one big V um, villain They uh, the V that, um, that's a major Star Wars character that a lot oh, of yes. people are um, probably chomping at a bit to, to really hear us talk about here
0: yes there yeah. is and it's also our Star Wars Character of the Week. All right. Maybe we should get some music for that, yes, too, Yes, we Sam. need some music for that. Okay. I mean, if only we had a production <laughs> staff. We don't have a production staff, guys. Mom and Pop Enterprise here at Encyclopedia Enterprises. Hey, we
1: truck along. Well,
0: you know, we are tra- even though we are transcontinental. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, Darth Vader. Um, Darth Vader also occupies... I believe number three on the list of all-time movie villains from the American Film Institute. Darth Vader is a character who was ambiguous at the beginning of the Star Wars series because you didn't know if he was a robot or a person. Right. So, a lot of people, when you hear them talk about their initial experiences with Star Wars, they thought Darth Vader was a robot. And that's not unreasonable to think. Uh Because he's more machine now than man. And you know, he's twisted and evil. Right. As said by Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is, you know, pretty cool. Pretty cool dude, that Obi-Wan. So Vader is known for being ruthless. And ruthlessly choking people that don't do the bidding of him the way he wants them to do his bidding. Right. He's also functionally the crown prince of the empire. That's sort of, he occupies that heir to the throne kind of position for the emperor. Right. Right. Uh, he he can go out and do things and, and the Emperor trusts him to go and do them the right way and not take extra credit that he doesn't, you know, not to be like political infighting. And that's because he does the whatever the Emperor says, even if it's murder children. Which, by the way, is something you don't know until much later, <laughs> until many years later.
1: He is very loyal to the uh, Emperor.
0: That's right. So Darth Vader is described as a... Um, as an apprentice of Obi Wan Kenobi, who Obi Wan thought it could train as well as Yoda could train Jedi, and um, he's like a super powerful Jedi who is corrupted by the nature of the Sith um, because he wants to keep his wife—that's uh, a secret, no one knows he's married—from <laughs> um, dying in labor in uh, a future post, you know, post Solar Society where there's, you know. Uh, a magic, right. basically technology, so that to me always seemed a little odd that they would have such poor maternity care um, <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away uh, if you're worried about her dying in childbirth hey here's a here's an idea. I mean, have you ever heard of a c section? I mean, I don't know if they heard of that in a galaxy far, far away, uh but then again, they don't have Caesar so they wouldn't know have a cesarean section <laughs> I
1: suppose probably not
0: so so Vader you know helps uh, exterminate the Jedi. And he is uh, the, main, um, the main villain from uh, the first Star Wars movie. There really wasn't an Emperor. The, the Emperor hadn't shown up yet in the first Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode Four. Right. So Vader was kind of the optimal villain. Even though he does sort of take orders from Mar- Moff Tarkin. They're, they're sort of portrayed as like, you know, on the same level of, in the, in the heart, like they're kind of competitors. Um, so Darth Vader is sort of, uh, you know, he's relentless and he pursues the, the heroes just kind of, uh, you know, relentlessly and, uh, in the, and obviously in Empire Strikes Back, he gets more depth because he does the same sort of stuff even on an even more amped up way, right? Right. Uh, and then it's, we find out that he's not just Darth Vader. He's also Anakin Skywalker. He's also Luke's Luke's father. Luke's father, right. And, you know... Vader eventually redeems himself by throwing the Emperor down a hole, and not you know, uh, and gets all electro electroshocked about it you know for his trouble, uh-huh. and that's about it, right? That's about Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah, that's,
1: that's Vader. He um he was voiced by or is voiced by James Earl Jones um yes. throughout pretty much his since his inception you know has so any hopefully
0: help- they've paid him. Just like They have him Like I said Recording They have him recorded Saying every possible thing Darth Vader can ever say <laughs> They just have a deal Where every time The movie comes out Right If he's still alive He can come and do the lines They pay him what he pay him But if he's dead They'll pay him what they pay him And he just, they're just gonna yep. Reuse all the cut up on yep. him Yep Yep I mean Because it wouldn't be right like Every time that there's someone That's not James Earl Jones That does Darth Vader In different things Like video games for instance It's obvious And it really sucks I mean, it just does. I, I, James Earl Jones has to be the voice of Darth Vader. I mean, that's, that's pretty Stop. much,
1: you know, if, you, if you're ever going to do Darth Vader, you know, if any future stories or, or any past stories, um, you have to have James Earl Jones' voice in him, you know.
0: If I was like Mark Cuban, I would pay James Earl Jones to redub all of Anakin Skywalker's lines from the original <laughs> trilogy and just play the mover. <laughs> it's wizard. <laughs>
1: you mean you didn't like Hayden Christian's performance?
0: I'm the only. No, I'm thinking more like Eric, Eric Lloyd. I'm thinking that. Oh, you know, Jake I mean, Lloyd. Going way back to, yeah, yeah, let's replace that guy. I'm the only human that can pod race. Oh, man. <laughs> At least then it would be obvious that he was weird, right? Like, like when you know. When, uh, when Qui-Gon Jinn kind of does a double take when he sees him, it'd be like, oh yeah, he's talking like James Earl Jones when he's <laughs> 10. Where'd he get that voice? It's like He's going to be a rich voiceover guy
1: one day. That would be classic if that happened, boy. Uh, that was pretty much the beginning and end of Jake Lloyd's career. Mm. And it should have been. Poor, poor guy. guy. You know, Wizard! <laughs>
0: so so that's Vader. So he's the character of the week. And uh, he's amazing. There's so much more to say about him, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get to it. And, uh, the iconic... Just an iconic, iconic character. Yep. Iconic yeah, iconic. mask, the helmet, everything about him works. It's it's a real ten of ten situation. So
1: if he's number three, who's number one and two?
0: Uh, Bates, Norman Bates and Hannibal Lecter.
1: Oh, so they're putting Norman Bates way up there? Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Two. Okay.
0: okay. Uh, well, I'll just tell you the list now. I mean, heck, we're talking. about it. So <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, Norman Bates, Vader's three. Okay. Then the Wicked Witch of the West, which I agree with her being up there because she's oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah
1: she's classic classic.
0: Yeah, Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh-huh. then Mr. Potter. Okay. Okay. Then uh, Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. Uh, Barbara Stanwyck from Dublin. These Deadly. are all
1: movie villains that they're considering, right? Not actual. Yeah, these are No, okay. no, these okay. are just movies. Okay. Yeah,
0: this is a AF list. Okay. Of, uh, okay. For this and then um, the devil from the, devil. <laughs> from the really? Exorcist. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, just the uh, the devil. <laughs> Not number they put a Hannibal Lecter
1: way above the devil. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well. Well. Who? Who could have beat the devil? <laughs> uh, someone. Some chick named Alex from uh, from Fatal Attraction. Mm, all right. Uh, then the Evil Queen from Snow White the Seven Doors and Michael Corleone. Ah. Uh, okay. Which I don't think that he's really the villain of yeah, Godfather Part Yeah, You two. can't
1: really put him as a
0: villain. You know. I think this is like saying Rocky's the villain of Rocky. <laughs> Which would be crazy for someone to spend ten minutes doing <laughs> on a, on a previous episode of this uh, this show. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and then and then yeah. So so that's that's the that's the villains list. Okay. Um. So uh, we're down to something to throw out. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. Okay. So here's what we're kicking out this time. I've done some thinking about it, and I want to. I think it's time for vaping to go. And I know what you're saying, <laughs> but Scott. There's nothing cooler in the world than vaping. I get to blow smoke rings for that smoking, and I get to get the sweet nicotine into my body. Well, here's what I'm gonna tell you,
1: Charlie
0: <laughs> smoking's not cool. And it doesn't look cool either. So, why would fake smoking look
1: cool? <laughs> why would fake smoking look cool? Right,
0: right. So, smoking's not cool. Fake smoking is looking fake not cool. And if you wanna know something that's fake and also not cool, Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> so, if you vape, you're actually just making yourself Jar Jar Banks. That's all I, I got to bring it back to Star Wars. Have that's to bring right. Bring it back to Star Wars. I have to bring it back to the thing I hate most <laughs> in the world, which instead of being something noble, is that I just hate a cartoon character that's in like two movies. Uh, <laughs> all I have to do to avoid it is not watch them. That's all. Uh, Jar. That's all uh, I have to Jar- do. Jar
1: Jar Binks and vaping.
0: Yeah. Uh, note, uh, you should not take this as an indictment of vaping as a tool to quit smoking. Uh, if you're doing that, you should continue that, and good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. But but I don't <laughs> want to be sold. Don't sell vaping to me as a lifestyle. I'm done with that. Exactly. That's gone. That is gone. All right, so we're kicking that out. Giving that the boot.
1: The boot? All right. All right. All right, so... Um, you can get catch us at Nerdcyclopedia.com. Um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at NurEcyclopedia. Please email us. Email us. We love the emails and love the feedback at Nerdcyclopedia Podcast at gmail.com.
0: And don't forget to review the podcast. Please. And it's five stars. Or what's gonna happen, We're Sam?
1: Don't gonna, gonna get that business. Someone's getting the business. Someone's getting a business.
0: I came here to do two things. Report record a podcast. And
1: give people the business.
0: Give people the business. And guess what's almost over? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> that time. Yep. Yep. Oh man.
1: All right, so good podcast this week. We will be back next week with the letter W and we got some w. you know, some good ones as far as that. So uh stay tuned. About,
0: we're gonna talk about Wolverine you know water we're talk about water we're going to talk about witchcraft oh man you know so. we're going to talk about you know
1: whittling <laughs> uh, we may be even talking about what's happening <laughs> the show or just what's, what's, what's happening <laughs> the show
0: okay so we need a new segment now that's called what's happening where you say Scott what's happening and I just go man I don't know that's it that's the whole segment <laughs> that's it that's it. <laughs> All right, on that
1: note, crazy man, take us out. See ya when we see ya.